So glad you guys joined us for our Senior High Ablaze Youth Ministries podcast. We really hope this message encourages you, and let's check it out. Uh, let me tell you one of the reasons why I love Jesus, in case you're new and you don't know me. Uh, my life, and I can say this, even though my oldest son would get really mad at me for saying this, uh, so y'all don't tell him I said this, but my life before Jesus was a live in hell. Like, it was awful. And uh, uh, it's just, I, I tried to fix it on my own. I tried doing this. I tried doing that. I tried relationships. I tried all sorts of stuff. I mean, everything you can think of. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And uh, finally, one morning at 3 o'clock in the morning in my misery, uh, I, I, I bended my knee before God, and uh, from that moment on, my life's just gotten better and better and better. And so I am a living testimony. Um, you know, I woke up one morning. Uh, I, I mean, I really wasn't planning on sharing my testimony with you. You know, someone's testimony who's been delivered from stuff, even though it's a good testimony, the best testimony, I truly believe the best testimony, is when someone finds Jesus young, and then they stay with Jesus their whole life so they don't have to experience hell. Hell is not just a place we go to when we die if we don't know Jesus Christ. Hell is a, something we can experience in this world if we don't know Jesus. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and so uh, don't wait. Get to know Jesus now and then stay with him all the days of your life. Amen? Amen. And that's the best way to live. And so we're talking about faith. And uh, I want to just mention these four pillars. Don't have any crafty examples for you guys tonight. Uh, I had one and I was going to do it, but the Lord just said, no, don't do that. Just, uh, just stick with the basics tonight. And so if you take notes in your phone, that's cool. Uh, if you take regular notes, that's cool. But uh, if not, I want you to, if you do, I want you to write down these four things. They're very simple. It's the four pillars of faith. It's hear, believe, speak, do. Four pillars of faith. It's hear, like you hear with your ears, not hear as in this room, but hear, but have you guys ever noticed, have you ever spelt a word and the longer you look at, the more it looks wrong? Yes. What is that about? I, I was doing that this, today when I was studying, I kept typing here, and I was like, I don't think that's how you spell that. And so anyways, here, uh, that's the first pillar of faith. You have to hear something, and that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. The second pillar of faith is believe. Uh, when we preach the word of God to you each week, it's not enough just for you to hear it. You must believe what we are saying. You must believe it is the truth the life, and the way. It's only by believing then it can begin to do something in your life. For the four pillars of faith, number one is hear, you must hear something. Number two is believe, you must believe in something. Number three is speak. We're gonna be looking at these the next couple weeks. Number three is speak, and number four is do. If you really have faith in God, you will do something. Amen. Talk to your friends about Jesus. You'll come to church like you did tonight. You'll read your Bibles. If you really have faith, Faith without works or action, faith without doing something, the Bible says is dead. And it's important for us to faith, have faith because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So you have to hear something. So I want to focus tonight on just hearing, all right? Faith comes by hearing. Everyone say hearing. hearing. Romans ten seventeen says this. Consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. Galatians 5, 7, and 10. Now, some of y'all listen to this scripture tonight. This is applicable to everybody in the room, whether you've known God for a long time or whether you just met him tonight. This is applicable. It says, you are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Verse 10, I am confident in the Lord that he will take no other, that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. So I wrote this down. Confusion comes when we hear conflicting messages. 
We talked about this last week when I played 10 different YouTube videos for you, and it was very hard to understand what the first one says. But confusion comes to your faith when you hear conflicting messages. Let me give you an example. If all you hear your whole life is you were born poor, you're always going to be poor, and you will continue to be poor. If that's all you hear your whole life, but then you come to a church like ours where we bring you to the Scripture and we say, look what Jesus said. The Bible says that he became poor so you could become rich. You're hearing two different messages, and those messages are in direct conflict with one another. One says you're, you were born poor, you're always going to be poor, and then the other message says, no, Jesus became poor so you could become rich. Those are conflicting messages, and when we hear conflicting messages, it causes confusion in our faith, or it causes us to be confused in what we believe. And this is why a lot of people are confused in their faith, because they're hearing this report, and they're hearing this report, and it's caused a lot of confusion. 1 Timothy 6, 20, verses 20 through 21 says, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, take care of it. Turn, now listen to this, turn away from godless chatter, and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. Notice what he said. Opposing ideas that is falsely called knowledge. What is an opposing idea? An opposing idea is anything that opposes the word of God. Now I'm going to talk to you guys about some of this stuff because it's in your face and it's all over the place. Opposing ideas. And the Bible says that these opposing ideas uh, is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in doing so have departed from the faith. So we hear these opposing ideas to the word of God. We hear these opposing ideas to what we're taught from the word of God. And when we believe those opposing ideas, what it causes us to do is it causes us to depart the faith, right? So let me give you an example. When you hear something, uh, we'll just use, uh, praise God, it's in the Bible, we got to talk about it. You know, uh, you hear a lot about people who are, well, let's we'll say it this way. Sexual preference right now is a big deal amongst the younger generation. And people tell you it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a guy, you can be with a guy. If you're a girl, you can be with a girl. And the world is telling you that's not a big deal. That is an opposing idea to the word of God. It's an opposing idea to the word of God. And that opposing idea came from the world. That's not God's design. That's the world's design. And so what happens when we hear that all the time, but when we hear from the word of God, God created man and woman. And the Bible says all through the word of God that one man will leave his mother and father to be with one woman. That is God's design of marriage. That is God's design of sex. That is the way he set it up. But there's a lot of opposing views to that. And when we hear the opposing views and then we hear God's view, it creates this confusion as to what we're supposed to believe. And then that confusion causes us to, part, to depart from the faith. Amen. And so we can't be shy and we can't be timid when it comes to these things. Now, if somebody's engaged in those type of relationships, it doesn't make them a bad person. And that we would never condemn anybody like that. We would treat everybody the same way. Right? Because guess what? I'm not perfect either, right? And so I want people to love me for the person that I am. And since I want people to love me for the person that I am, I'm going to love people for the person that they are. But what I am saying is we have to be sure when it comes to this stuff, we stick with God and his word. Let me give you another one that's in front of you guys all the time. Gender reassignment. Did you know God made you the way he wanted you to be? He made you exactly the way he wants you to be. We need to learn to be happy with the individual that God created. 
No matter how tall I am, no matter how short I am, no matter what the color of my skin is, no matter what gender I am, I should be happy with God's creation. Someone say, that's the truth. And we got to stick with what God says because listen what happens. Colossians 2.8, it says this. See that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceptions, which are based in human traditions and spiritual forces that the, on the spiritual forces of the world rather than in Christ. Gender reassignment didn't come from God. It came through the world. Now, look at, and that, that is man's philosophy. Did you know that God is God and man is man? And when we get into trouble is when we start playing God with our own life. Y'all are kind of quiet tonight. But the Lord told me, a while back to preach on these things and to be very clear. So I'm trying to be as plain as I can. Amen. You know, we see a lot of stuff and it's gone so crazy to where it's even creeped into the church. Uh, you know, I've seen churches are starting to make sure that their pastor is. I saw the first Lutheran church in California. Uh, they hired a transgender pastor. Well, just because a church is doing that doesn't make it right. What is right is the word of God, Amen. right? And the word of God made us the way he wanted us. And when somebody changes who they are, they are now playing God with their life. And I don't have the time to go into all of it, so I'll just give you the cliff notes. But you can read the data on people that play God with their life. Their lives are very, very miserable, right? And so what do we do? We have to help people. How do you help people? You love them. Just like you want someone to love you. Amen. Amen. Right? And we want people to help us, and so we should help others. I don't want anybody, listen to me now, I'm going to be very plain with you. I don't want anybody to think killing themselves is a better option than living. Amen. And the reason why people think killing themselves is a better option than living is because they're not satisfied with who they are. And when somebody's not satisfied with who they are, they end up doing a lot of stuff to their self, like self-mutilation, cutting themselves. Y'all know what cutting is, right? They end up finding solace in relationships that are not profitable to them. Or they end up doing something drastic and either taking their own life or trying to take their own life. What is the cure for that? You hear me say it all the time. Jesus is the cure or to insecure. I was so insecure as a young man that I tried all these other things. But then when I met Jesus, he has this marvelous way of just making you satisfied in who you are. <laughs> you hear me tonight? I said he has this marvelous way of just making you satisfied in who you are. But look at this scripture. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive. Somebody say Captive. This is what man's philosophy and man's traditions do to us. They make us captives. See to it that no one takes you captive through their philosophy or empty deception, which is based on human tradition and the spiritual forces of this world 
rather than Christ. Look at this scripture, 2 Timothy 2, 16 through 18. It says, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them, and he says these two names of these people, who have departed the truth, they say that the resurrection has already taken place and they will destroy the faith of others. Godless chatter or bad teaching about who you are and what you can do with your life is an infection that destroys your faith. So what am I saying? I'm saying you must be very careful what you hear and how you hear it this day. Amen. You have to be able to discern because remember, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. You have to be very careful when everything in the world is telling you that this particular lifestyle is acceptable and it is okay. You have to be careful that that voice does not become louder than the voice of God. And I know for a fact, because I have a lot of pastor friends and a lot of youth pastor friends, that there's not a lot of churches that are teaching this because of this very reason right now, this uncomfortableness that's in the room. And so instead of making people uncomfortable, they just shy away from the truth. But I can't shy away from the truth because then my job is to tell you the truth. What is the truth? The Bible says thy word is truth. Amen. My job is to give you the word. <laughs> My job is to tell you what the truth, Jesus said this, I am the truth, the life, and the way. Guess what, guys? There is no other truth. Everything, because you hear this phrase a lot, and correct me if you're wrong, but you hear my truth. It's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's, on, it's everywhere. My truth, and everybody wants to live by their truth. Guess what? Your truth, my truth doesn't matter. There's only one truth that matters, and it's his truth, because only his truth, listen to me now, is true. Everything can't be true. If everything was true, then there wouldn't be any false, no falsehood. And if there's no falsehood, then there's no truth. Amen. <laughs> there's always something that is true, and there's always something that is not true. We have to be sure we live by the truth, and the only way to live by the truth is you must hear the truth. Now remember the four pillars. You have to hear, you have to believe, you have to speak, you have to do. So next week we're going to look at hearing is not enough. We must also believe. So I don't want anybody leaving here being like, well, Robert hates this person because they're living this lifestyle. I don't hate anybody. If that's what you're hearing tonight, you are wrong. Amen. <laughs> you're so wrong. Someone say praise God. So this is what happens lots of times. We have these philosophies and these traditions of men that tell us, well, if you're not satisfied with who you are, then just change it. And then because, you know, instead of seeking God to be satisfied, we, we go out and we, we change something. And we, it just, it's a bad, it's a, I call it a six cycle carousel because the things of this world can never make us happy. And if you think you're going to find happiness in the things of this world, you'll always be chasing, it's a phrase, chasing your tail. We used to have dogs, and when I would pull on their tail, <laughs> like he would start to bite it, and then he would just spin in circles, and he would never catch it. He would just always spin in circles, in circle, in circle, in circle. And that's what the devil wants to do in your life. He just wants you running in circles all the time. Chasing this false sense of happiness, but never really being happy. Because you're always chasing something that you can't, can't catch. Well, maybe if I just try, you know, I, I, tried, I tried loving men and it didn't work out, so maybe I'll just try loving girls and then it doesn't work out. Then you say, well, maybe it's because I'm a girl if I was just a man, so then you try that and it doesn't ever work out. 
This is what the world does, guys, all the time. And they're busy just chasing this worldly spirit and this tradition of men. And they chase it. They're chasing this utopia of happiness that is not even real. It's just a lie because it's not based in truth. And they're always chasing it. And they're always chasing it. And because they're always chasing it, they're never happy. Whether you admit it or not, you know what I'm talking about in this room tonight. You know what I'm talking about. You see it at your schools. You see it on your phones. And then, like I feel in the room, if you disagree with it, everybody starts to judge you. Kind of like some of you are judging me in the room. I can feel it. You have to decide what is truth. There's only one truth, guys. And so we have to be careful what we hear and what we decide is truth. Listen to this scripture, Luke 8. It says, so pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. So what is he saying right here? He's saying two things. You got to be careful what you listen to and how you listen to it. Tonight in this room, you need to be careful what you're listening to and how you're listening to it. If you've closed your heart and closed your mind tonight in this room, then you're not, you're not listening in the right way. I'll share this story with you because I think it'll help you. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I posted something on social media a while back because the Lord told I, I hate social media for the record. <laughs> I know y'all love it and uh, my wife loves it. And a lot of people love it. I hate it because it's just like, I don't know. I just hate it. <clears throat> Anyways. I posted something a while back, and it was the Word of God, and a lot of people got offended and started attacking me, and I got a lot of private messages and a lot of public messages. And there was this one uh, uh, individual, and they were really struggling with the stuff we're talking about tonight. And uh, they got on my feed, and they called me a whole bunch of bad words and bad names and, you know, called me a bigot and, you know, all the, all the classics. Hate monger a racist. I mean, they called me all the words, all the bad words. And, and I, I replied to them, and they did it all in public, right on my Facebook. And I replied to them, and I said, listen, I'm sorry if people in the church hurt you. The church is here to love and help. I'm sorry whoever hurt you. That's not who we are. But just know, I will always do everything I can to help you. And then, and then they, they posted something else, but I was just like, I'm not going to continue engaging this. And then I found it interesting that two weeks later, this person privately messaged me and asked for prayer. <laughs> privately messaged me. Didn't ask. They, in public, they blasted me and yelled at me and called me every dirty word possible. And then two weeks later, in private, they messaged me and asked me for prayer. And the reason they asked me for prayer is they said, I've had a demon manifesting in my house and I don't know how to get rid of it, but I know that you can I just found it interesting, publicly saying as many hatred things to me as possible, but then in private, when there's a demon in their house and they need help, they private messaged me. 
You know what that proved to me once again? There's one truth. This individual tried everything they could. They told me the stuff that they tried. A lot of it was witchcraft. Can't cast out a demon with witchcraft because a demon's basis is in witchcraft. <laughs> so that's not going to work. Can't get rid of darkness by trying more darkness. The only way you can get rid of darkness is through light. This is really heavy tonight. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be heavy. Did not plan on going this way when I was studying today. When I was studying today, it was light and it was fun and it was good. But listen to me, guys. We'll just finish with this and then I'll let you go because I think you've had enough of my... You're being bombarded with this stuff every day. I want to share this last scripture with you here in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It says, therefore, everyone who hears, someone say hears. Everyone who hears, now here's what, these words of mine, and puts them into practice. It's like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. The rain came and the streams came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. What is the rock? Jesus is the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears, someone say who hears, who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against it and, and beat against that house and, the, and it fell and great was its fall. Now that word right there, if you can see in the scripture, I don't know if it's up behind me, but that word right there, winds, is not what you would think of wind that blows the trees and you feel it this morning. There was a nice breeze. I don't know if you felt it, but it was beautiful. That word right there, winds, if you actually study this in the, the language it was written in, in the Greek, it means false doctrines. And when false doctrines come and beat against the house, if it's built on the rock that is Jesus Christ, it will not fall. Listen, every day you're hearing false doctrines. Some of them by teachers at school. I know they're on social media. Let's just, let's, let's just use a, a good one that's out there right now. Uh, have you all seen the TikTok challenge where students in high school and middle school have been challenged to vandalize their school? You got kids, and I know it's kind of funny, but it's really stupid, running out of high school with toilets. What are you going to do with a toilet, man? <laughs> I mean, is that your new, like, you're going to put it in your car and drive sitting on the toilet? I don't understand this. Have you, has anyone seen this on TikTok? Is it just me? Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Now, what is, and, and, and they post pictures. There was this one kid, and uh, he posted the before and after, and it was a projector just like we have in here for the screen. And he's like, I'm going to steal that. And then he posted the picture later when he was home, and it was in his backpack. And I, I don't understand. What, now listen to me, though. What is that? That is a false doctrine. Because the Bible says, thou shall not steal. Well, what is the Bible? The Bible's truth. And when you hear that, you need to believe that. And when you believe that, you'll say something and do something. We're going to get into that in the weeks to come. But you have a lot of people that just see this TikTok challenge. Uh, we have reached the time where if enough TikTok influencers said jump off a bridge, people would do it. And not only would they do it, they would film it while they did it. I mean, when, now listen, this is the world we live in. And a lot of your friends, I know you're not this way, but a lot of your friends at school, they are more influenced by what they see in a 45-second video on TikTok than the truth of God's Word. And you know what they do? Because TikTok tomorrow, guess what's going to have? A new challenge. And this is what they're doing with all those challenges and everything on social media. They're spinning in circles, trying to be happy. 
I want people to like me and like my videos and like this. So they do the stupidest thing, like stealing a toilet out of a bathroom. I mean, come on, guys. You know this is foolish. Right? You know it's foolish. We have to be careful what we hear. The Bible says here, when you hear the truth of God's word and you believe it, you build your house on a rock. But if you hear God's word and you deny it, you build on the sand and great will be the fall. A lot of reasons why when these false doctrines come about changing who you are and it doesn't matter who you marry and who you're with. When those false doctrines comes, the church goes with it because they haven't built on Jesus. Everyone say, I'm building on Jesus. Someone say it again. I'm building on Jesus. Now listen, I don't have enough time in the 15 minutes that we were together because we prayed with people to go into detail to really explain the heart of this, but I pray that you caught it tonight. I pray that you caught it tonight. Amen? Let me pray with you before you go. Just close your eyes and bow your heads. Father, I pray for every single student in here. I thank you for helping us be careful what we hear. Hearing builds what we believe. And Father, I know that lots of times we're hearing so much falsehood. We're hearing so much winds of doctrines and false doctrines. I pray that they protect their ears. And just like Job said in the book of Job, when he said, I make a covenant with my eyes, I pray that they make a covenant with their ears, which means they're careful in what they hear. Father, I pray that as they hear the word of God, it builds this faith on the inside of them that they can do everything in this life because greater is he that lives in them than he that lives in this world. And I pray that they won't be moved by all of this wind out there, that they won't chase their tail and and, in this ever running circle of search of happiness. But instead, Father God, will understand that true happiness and true peace is found in Jesus Christ. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And lastly, I protect their lives, Father God. I thank you that they would know your love, that love that has set us apart. Not set us apart from others, but set us apart from sin. Such a great love that you would give your life for us before we'd ever do anything good or anything bad. Jesus, you gave your life so we could have peace, so we could have happiness, so we could have eternal salvation, so we could have everything that you promised in your word. I thank you for it. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now listen, if I said something tonight that you don't agree with, instead of getting mad at me, come talk to me. Can y'all do that for me? If I said something that challenged you or something you didn't agree with, come talk to me. We live in a society when people just get mad at each other and then they quit. Let's not be like that. Let's be better. Let's be better. Let's have conversations. Let's communicate. Let's talk. Let me get to know your heart and you get to know my heart. I bet you will find out that we have more in common that allows us to continue to worship together and allows us to continue to grow together. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.